Hey boozers, welcome to Booze E-Banter, a podcast where we take a topic and pair it with a drink. My name is Justin, and this week we're discussing dating in the workplace. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> All right, so let's pregame. As you know, in this section, we're going to be talking about the intent for the topic, any guests that we may be having, and introduce you to the drink. So, intention here, we're going to get that get into that in a little bit, but for our drink, we're going to be doing the Love Potion drink. We're going to talk about that in just a second here, but today we actually do have a guest. It's a close friend of mine, an ex-coworker, fucking bitch left my ass on my current job, it's fine, part-time cat mom, full-time mess, nickname given by yours truly, Giance, spelled, and everybody fucks it up, it's G-I-Y-O-N-C with the E in apostrophe on that E. People spell it wrong, but now everybody who listens to this, you're going to know how to spell it right in case you do talk to Boozy Banter's first guest. Welcome, Gianna. Woo! That's me. <laughs> okay, so I have one qualm, though. Is it really an apostrophe over the E? An accent, maybe? An no. accent? I... Shit. Yeah. Well, whatever I don't know. Beyonce puts in her her name, that it's that. It's, the the it's E that. with the the thing over it. <laughs> so I feel like everybody probably knew who I was when you said part time cat mom, but <laughs> they probably okay. did. But whatever, it's fine. So, <laughs> um, we're just gonna kind of go off here. Okay, so, um, you left me in San Antonio after we worked together for three years. Three and a half years. Don't sell a short. <laughs> Three and a half years. And in that time, our last pretty much year together, right? It was our, we, we had sat next to each other for a year at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it just reminds me of Vanessa and how she said that she misses. Oh, I don't know if you if you saw that in the Facebook Messenger between like our new hire our group. group. Yeah, when Vanessa was like, I miss um, being jealous of y'all's relationship. Do you remember that? I don't know if you... Um, well, I there. remember that she would say it when she was, like, passing us. And Phyllis <laughs> would always say how we needed to have a podcast. So, you're welcome, everybody. Listen, <laughs> asshole. Oh, my God. Just had yourself. Now to play with, like, the loudest toy that he has ever. Honestly, I can't hear it, so I think we're okay. Okay, great. <laughs> and Gordo's just... Staring at me. I know any minute now. He's I'm like, shut up. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I've told you. But Gordo, I don't know what food I got him, but he started getting picky on, like, the little bits of, like, kibble. And, like, he... Oh, like, he likes the soft pieces or what? I think so. I think that's what started it. He likes the soft pieces. So then what he started to do was move his whole bowl around to, like, (laughs) fall out of it. And I got so pissed that I have this lamp. Um... You've seen it, kind of like that Asian kind of style lamp. Yeah. Um, so the bottom of it's a square. So I put his food bowl in there, and it fits to where he can't move it anymore. <laughs> so He's like, well, this is not as fun anymore. Yeah, no, it's not as fun for him, but it's like less of a headache for me and fucking vacuuming. Gordo, please. Father is in the middle of something. <laughs> He's like, I want my food. Okay. All right, so... Intention behind this, right? We were told way back when, when we were working together to start a podcast. Okay. So honestly, I'd say we never really, it's not so much like an intention that we have for this, but it's more of like a, um, 
us sharing kind of like our experience and <laughs> I guess hoping that we can shed some light on do's and don'ts. I don't know. We'll get into that in a little bit. But what's mm-hmm. kind of like when we we wanted to do this, it was really just for laughs for us. But is there something that like you hope to get across? Um, I mean, I think more just the do's and don'ts. Um, regardless of what you say, though, nobody's going to fucking listen to you. They're going to do what they want. They're going to be with who they want to be with. And that's just how it is at the end of the day. But like maybe hearing other people's stories might shed some light on it. I don't know. I guess we're going to see. Well, I mean, my whole first episode was about like learning from other people's experiences. Yeah. And kind of like getting the answer you need by discussing it with other people. So (laughs) if you heard the first episode, then and you took something away from me, hopefully you're applying that now. <laughs> Listen to our experiences and hopefully you can decide for yourself if you're going to be able to be the type of person who can have a relationship in the workplace or if you're the type of person who, do, who don't even want to deal with it. And trust me, after our stories, I'm pretty sure you're going to you're gonna be the person who doesn't want to deal with it. <laughs> but again, you're going to do what you want to do. So ain't nobody yeah. going to stop you. And you know it, if you have good friends, they're going to stay by your side. So, in this next segment, which I like to call Fixing Your Drink, in the last episode, I kind of touched on it a little bit. So, we're going to talk about the drink ingredients, how to make it, and kind of anything interesting that we know about it. So, here's what you're going to need. Vodka of your choice. You can use Prosecco or some type of club soda. Um as well with that or some juices we're going to get into that when we talk about interesting info you'll need simple syrup now in the first episode when we did uh old fashions we used a sugar cube i feel like for this simple syrup's a better route than a sugar i don't know if you'd want a sugar cube i don't i don't feel like it would it would yeah no right so I don't know, because I'm thinking about it now because I, I really like eating my strawberries with straight sugar. Have you ever done that before? No, that's gross. Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm 100% Strawberries are already sweet. If you're going to put them with anything, put them with fucking chocolate and call it a day. It's the same I get that chocolate is sweet, too. <laughs> it's the same shit. But it's not like sugar sweet. You're... But it's like gritty and... That's what it gives it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hate you. So you know what's funny? You missed it at work. We had mango navas. No, everybody told me about it. Do you even like that? Do you like those? Yes. I told my friend from New York today. I said, "Hey, so I went to this wedding, and he had a chamoy bar." And she was like, "A, a what?" And bar. I was like, "Oh yeah, they had a chamoy a chamoy fountain at the Damn. wedding, but she didn't know what it was." So I was like, "Oh girl, I gotta teach you some things." A New York friend. That's perfect. Yeah. We can all connect and then we have somewhere to stay when we go to New York. See? Oh, you love her. Shout out to V. All right. <laughs> nah, I got my boo living in New York. Shout out, Charlie. What up? Okay. So, also with simple syrup, you can include grenadine. Grenadine is like a, what would you describe that, Jana? Like um, cherry juice? Yeah. Yeah. Like a thick cherry juice. Well, I guess cherry juice is already kind of thick. Yeah, so that's the ingredients you're going to need. Of course, you're going to need strawberries as well. And then we'll talk about this garnish here in a second. Um, You can include that if you want to. I didn't, and you're going to find out in just a second why. 
Okay, so here's how you're going to make the drink. In a shaker, you're going to put it, put in like chopped up strawberries. It's easier that way. You're going to muddle the fuck out of that in a shaker. And you're going to add your, your ice. Now, I say muddle it that way because <laughs> Gianna saw in my shaker, it was like <laughs> I turned it upside down to like pour it. It's like, like four little drops of liquid. <laughs> so yeah, muddle it more than I did. Apparently, I I'm no bartender. In case you guys don't know that, I know if you are a bartender listening to this, you're probably like, oh my god. Don't worry. By episode, hopefully twenty. You know, maybe I'll. Maybe, uh, Damn, we'll see. You're giving yourself a lot of time. I'm <laughs> gonna get um, it together a little sooner than that. Self confidence, self confidence. Okay, episode uh, seven. Yeah. Okay, that's better. <laughs> okay, so that's what you're gonna do in step one. Now, step two is where you're gonna add your vodka, and I didn't even talk about the amounts of everything that you're gonna need. So, with vodka, you need two ounces. Simple syrup is just a splash. You can do with that as you will. Um, like a splash, splash of, of orange juice to. Um, Fuck, what Amaposa? is that? Yes, whatever it is, champagne. <laughs> you know, it's like mostly champagne. And the gays, they really do a splash. It's more of like a drop. A drop yeah, it's of, like a like, very pale color. So that's not a good comparison for the gays. But yeah. <laughs> so you're going to need a splash of simple syrup and a splash of grenadine. And that'll be whatever measurement that you decide to make it. Now with the strawberries, I did two strawberries and I muddled that. Um, and then for your garnish, you'll just need a third strawberry. Well, mm, you can use part of one of the two, or you can just use a you third. Use and... as many strawberries as you fucking want. Yeah, I go guess. ham with the strawberries. Okay, so step two is where you add your um, two ounces of vodka, your simple syrup, which is your splash, and your splash of grenadine, and you're going to shake that. You're going to shake it. Step three is where you're going to strain that mix over well you can just put it in your glass which you can put this in a martini glass it i don't really think this one matters as far as the glass goes but um this is where the garnish comes in so dry ice to give it like a really badass effect but you're not gonna find it anywhere yeah good fucking luck because i called legit gianna like i looked on my map and just google mapped uh liquor stores and i called every liquor store in my area as i was driving first of all was that the recipe that i showed you because i had no idea it said dry ice i was like why the fuck is he trying to find dry ice right now i sent you the screenshot it's right underneath where it says no, i saw the screenshot oh. after the fact yeah it says garnish dry ice forward slash strawberry heart i usually disregard anything that's like extra <laughs> if it doesn't have a picture next to it then it doesn't count then so. it doesn't count <laughs> so yeah I saw that and I was like well and I figured because the picture had like smokiness coming out of the martini glass so I was like how the fuck did they do that so I was like oh well for that effect you use dry ice so I must have called like 10 different liquor stores and they were like no I'm like you're not having a party it's just you <laughs> Let me be extra, damn. Well, because I was thinking about recording it with my 4K recording iPhone, all extra, and then eventually maybe translating that to either YouTube or, or a website. But that'll just happen later on. Yeah, you're right. It was it was too difficult, and time is of the essence, I guess. I don't know. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten. So 
I give up on that. Use dry ice if you want to. But if you decide to, you're going to strain your mix over the dry ice and then the garnish with the strawberry is, and you can do this one of two ways, and we're going to get into that when we go over the um, interesting info I found. So, G, you can go first with what you found, unless you want me to go first. Oh, well, this was my favorite part of the interesting info. So, um, you know, we're talking about a love potion, and back in the day, obviously, they were used to, like, get people to have feelings for other people but then there's the aphrodisiac which is a substance made with or containing ingredients that increase sexual desire so obviously vodka is gonna do that so like this drink is perfect that is all it's all you need to know that's really it i mean and and we chose to pair the uh love potion okay dating in the workplace all right, so that's your little interesting aphrodisiac. <laughs> okay, so for me, you're welcome. The um, <laughs> the prosecco was something that I thought was interesting. I just recently tried um, mixing vodka and and uh, champagne, which was weird, but it was actually good. So I had. Did a, you have a flavor with it, or was it just vodka and champagne? No, it was vodka water. And then I had drank like half of it and the bartender like hooked it up by pouring in champagne. Oh, I don't I know why. It's got like a sweeter kind of. It gave it a really taste. good flavor, but it also fucked me up. <laughs> I was like here for it. Yeah, I'd be like sleeping and really drunk because like champagne makes me tired. It does. And it gives me like the worst hangovers. The worst. I get a headache like the same day I'm drinking it. Like a splitting headache. Yes. Yeah, and only really wine does that to me, but champagne does it the worst. So, with Prosecco, you can include that in your drink mixture, or you can even include um, some different types of juices. So, like, one recipe that I came across was with cranberry, grapefruit, and a splash of orange juice. So, I don't really know but how like well that would work. not good. That's too so, much. That's like, my I feel opinion. Like... Yeah, nothing know. have you ever had any grapefruit drink that oh my god that i any like grapefruit drink yeah that you're like this is great no you haven't maybe like a truly i don't know like... even the grapefruit trulies are disgusting <laughs> i think I you're right truly. it's just too tart for me i, I don't really like anything that's like very weird, tart bittery, mm. well okay so if you want to do that that's some another interesting recipe that i came across so if you want to <laughs> if you want to be extra with your juice go for it now another thing that i saw if you want to add that extra flair with your strawberry um you could either cut like the red side of the strawberry off and you form it the top of the strawberry in the shape of a heart and then you cut from the bottom up not too far but far enough to where you can slide that on the rim of the glass so it gives that, that cute little heart effect with your strawberry. So you can either do it with the red side of the strawberry or you can cut both sides of the strawberries off. The red sides, like, um, I don't know, I guess like the front and the back. And then you have like the middle section. What he's saying is if you knew how to figure out shapes when you were in elementary school, you can probably cut a heart out of a strawberry. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, just... get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> have fun with it. Shit. Anyway. So, yeah, good luck finding dry eyes. I couldn't do it, so, you know, no. Um, and uh, something else that I found out that was interesting was you can actually use this drink as, like, a um, punch. 
like for parties. So that's oh, pretty I'd cool. Oh, I go with the champagne. It would be good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like a little and the dry ice. That's what I was thinking when you said dry ice. I was like, it would be in like a giant punch bowl, and then you'd throw the dry ice in. Mm-hmm. I was all freaking out about that. I was like, won't that kill you? And then I looked up um, <laughs> dry ice and drinking, and it was like, it won't Very poison common. if you don't ingest like big chunks of it. So. <laughs> If you yeah. don't already know this shit. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the sipping oh. segments. Mine's already made. Like, it was in the last episode, so here so we go. Drinking red wine because I was too poor to buy the ingredients. Mm. How is it? It's really good. Damn it! It's really good. It's, um... The, uh, strawberry... Like the muddled strawberry gives it a really good flavor. Um, the grenadine, it's very present. <laughs> it gives it like a, like an artificial. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It threw it off a little bit for me. So what are you drinking, Gianna? I missed it. Um, I'm drinking red wine. But... Not the drink that I picked. It's a Cabernet Shiraz red blend. Um, it's called Kings of Prohibition. It has Al Capone's <laughs> name on here. What made you choose um, that? Like when you were at Honestly, I saw the bottle and it looked legit as fuck and I was like, I don't care how this tastes. I want this bottle. It's like a weird <laughs> like like barrel type shaped and it's like aluminum. I don't know. Here for yeah, it. Yeah. It doesn't look like your average wine bottle, but it's aluminum? Like it's is it heavy? Yes. But it, it I think it's just that. glass. I think I don't know my metals or like materials. Well, why not? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, like uh, does it say what it is? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's well, Al Capone has a quote on here. A quote? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it seems fun. Okay, fine. Yeah. You didn't get to drink along with the drink that you chose, which is unfortunate, but you definitely have to try it, Diana. It's good. And I feel like you'll like it, especially if you're adding some... Um, some champagne so sipping segment all right so what we're gonna do here is give you guys our experiences and our feelings so first (laughs) let's start with our feelings on this right let's hear our feelings gg on dating in the workplace so i'll go first (sighs) do you know how i got the job yeah because you dated somebody that worked there (laughs) right uh, yeah yeah you got it okay so i was working with kids at the time making not a lot of good money getting very emotional oh that's true yeah we yeah that's why that's kind of like why we clicked in the beginning otherwise Um, i wouldn't have talked to you ugly no i'm just kidding That's something you would say to me. I never call you ugly. Anyway, so um, <laughs> just so everybody's clear, uh, it's already hitting. I should have. We should have pre-gamed, like before we started. I did. I've been drinking wine since I like ate dinner earlier. My pre-game is not eating, so it's just gonna hit me that much faster. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's how it all started. Um, working with kids, not making good money. X saw that, was tired of paying for my shit. So he was like, let me improve your whole life. And like, he did everything to get me that job. I didn't know why until I started there. 
Because he and wanted the bonus. Because he wanted that re- oh, the referral bonus. He didn't even tell me that that was part of it. He didn't. I had to find out once I Did started. Did you get working. any of it? No. That little bitch. That's all right. <laughs> Anna took me out to dinner, and then later I find out like people are like, oh, "I'm going to give my person four hundred dollars," and I was like, "The fuck?" I was like, "I didn't get four hundred dollars." Anna, you fake bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where did she take you to eat, though? That's the real to question. To Chapla Gaucha. <laughs> oh, okay. It was also, like, my birthday food dinner thing, so, like, <laughs> whatever. Did she also get you a gift, or was it just dinner? No, it was just dinner, but she did pay for dessert and, like, alcohol, I guess. Damn, that place is expensive. Yeah, it was good. The, I've, I think I've eaten there twice, and when I did eat there, like, I fasted the whole day. That way I could get, like, the Oh, whole- yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's just so much food and like you it's like thanksgiving but then by the time i get there like and i sit down i'm like yeah i'm full i had like four bites i'm like i'm good <laughs> God damn it yeah you can't even have a salad because it's yeah. like you miss the whole point of like Too the much. restaurant which is nothing but meats if you're vegan or whatever and you're listening siren but the salad bar is delicious in case <laughs> well there you go you can have that <laughs> so all right so yeah I applied. He helped me with the resume. He did. He was really helpful in that aspect and went through mock interviews. <laughs> he wrote your resume. Shut up. <laughs> it was my info, so I had some part in it. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. So I got the job and we were still dating at that time. And <laughs> it was kind of like quickly after. <gasps> Excuse me. We're going to edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> um... <laughs> So we're just gonna have to count down when, when we're about to do something. Like when Gordo starts bringing, oh, he's asleep. Good boy. Where's Jasper? Um, I don't know. He's been making a lot of noise, but I took that toy and threw it in my room. So, <laughs> well, so I think I had been. We were in training, right? And I was still with him. I don't know because I don't think that I really talked to you until we were like halfway through training. You know, you hung uh, out with other people. <laughs> I don't even oh with who I started with. Yeah. And even then, I don't really feel like I stuck with anybody as far as like hanging out with who who no. who did I hang out with in the beginning besides Christina and Francis. I honestly feel like that was it. That was it. It was okay. kind of it. Yeah, and I kind of formulated split. to like Vanessa and. That's then, like, right. Christina and everybody kind of came in, and Brandon, mm-hmm. yeah, but, like... Yeah. yeah. I think it's because Vanessa and I sat next to each other, and then it kind of, like, went from there. Yeah. I never I never would have known how cool of a person she was going to be in right? training. Like, she's so cool. I, I love like, Vanessa. she's a mom. But she's a in bad... Fact, when I when I first saw Christina, I was like, I do not like this girl. She, like, walks around like she's better than everybody else. Don't worry, boo. She still does. But I love her now. <laughs> and I was like, no. Not gonna like her. Well, oh, my little whisper. <laughs> I still call her that every time I see her. I'm like, what up, little whisper? She's like, hi. <laughs> and every time we see each other, we do this little shimmy thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we still do it. So anyway, yeah, after I, I think I was still with him through training. Even no, it was even when we hit the floor, when we started doing the actual job. 
we, we're not going to talk about the job, all right? We're not going to say. I was like, I'm before. never going to let you get through your segment. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you're just like, so your feelings on this? Um, how about we talk about other things? <laughs> okay. Okay. Ugh. So, what? I we we actually started doing our job, and at that time, homeboy was. I wasn't able to drink yet. I started working there when I was 20, but he was a little bit older than me and drink a lot more than me. Um, it didn't, it didn't end well. And I'm not going to say why it didn't end well, but I will say this when we did break up, it was so fucking awkward because I could see him. No, this, I never did him. Do you know who I did it before the one that yeah, I lived with? I do. Okay. I just wasn't sure if that was like if it overlapped. I mean, <laughs> it sort of almost did because boyfriend number one introduced me to boyfriend number two. Did you know that they were friends? Or should we give them fake names because literally everyone who listens to this is going to know exactly who we're talking about, anyways. <laughs> yeah, but for saving one. face, hmm. we should just say their initials. Imagine. <laughs> I want. No. Can I? Can I name yours and you can name mine? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, boyfriend number one, I want to name Ricardo. <laughs> like Fabio or something. Yeah, but Ricardo. <laughs> With and the then, accent too. Good job, Gina. Yeah. Thank you. And then boyfriend number two, I want to name Patrick. <laughs> I want to know why. Why Patrick? Um. I just feel like he's not as exciting as other people could be. And Patrick seems like a very fitting name for somebody that's not that exciting. You know, my family, and even I thought, because I did bring Ricardo (laughs) around family and friends. And he was like, he was boring. Like, he was just sleepy all the time. I brought him around my friends once, and he legit fell asleep on the couch while we all hung out. Maybe he has narcolepsy. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah he has narcolepsy but I'm can just go saying, out all night long I'm just saying if you're falling asleep on the couch then like you might it might I mean I me and Jasper slept on the couch yesterday for like a little a little nap but it wasn't out of the blue I was tired that was recently for me I like legit knocked out on my couch and woke up at 7 in the morning and then moved to my bed <laughs> it was um it was rough it was a long night of drinking it was the wedding it was after the weddings this weekend on Saturday I don't get that luxury because my cat, cat. is like, yeah, <laughs> on my face. And like, literally, I woke up this morning and I like my back, like I was laying on my stomach and he was like asleep on my shoulder blades, like all across my back. And I was just like, oh, okay. Gordo doesn't, okay. Gordo, I've let him free range at night, right? Like, I leave his little box open, his, his cage, his kennel. And then my bedroom door opens so he can choose like if he's going to come and lay in my bedroom. And he just started doing this thing where like he burrows himself under my blanket. He never used to do that. He would always sleep on top of the blanket. Well, he started burrowing himself under and then he would get by my legs. Like that was his thing, like either in between my legs or next to my leg. Well, I move so much until I fall asleep. So I would move and he would get mad. Like I, if I moved and woke him <laughs> up, he would bite me. He would legit bite me. Like, and I wonder if it was like a fear response. Like, did you Maybe ever do that thing with scared. your parents? 
Yeah, like, did you ever do that thing with your parents where, you, <laughs> like, you wake up as a kid and you go to their bedroom and, like, you're just kind of standing there and they wake up and they, like, freak the fuck out? Because... No, that's creepy. Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm also white, so maybe that's why. Mm, no. Maybe. I don't know. what. Why? Why does being white... Why? I don't know what the fuck my parents were doing in their bedroom. Oh. I'm not going to walk in there. I mean, they, I guess they're sleeping, but still. They're just having a seance. Like, what do you it's think that they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> you walk in, they like if turn anything, off anything, they're like eating pasta in bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true Italians. Love it. <laughs> eating pasta. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> It's your fault. This is all your fault. Oh, it's boring. <laughs> Ugh, he is. So thank you for bringing it back. Um, narcolepsy. Shit, I wish because I wouldn't have had to go pick his drunk ass up from the bar if he had narcolepsy. He probably wouldn't have gone out as much. But <sighs> we all handle our own battles. Whatever. So, yeah, it was so fucking awkward when... I would raise our sit-stand desk, and I would look over, and there he is, Ricardo's brown ass, like... Oh my god, I've been there! (laughs) My life! Or, like, if I ever had a walk, and it was, like, getting close to where he sat, I'd be like, fuck, 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 don't look, don't look, don't look. Ugh, it was just so awkward, and, like, especially if I ever had, like, (laughs) talked to him, like, and have no choice in that, you dealt with this. You had the same issue because homeboy was in that other department, and if you called and got him, yeah, yeah, it was the same I, thing. It was I legit was like, the same thing. Every time I called, I was like, "Please don't answer. Please don't answer." Oh my god! But this was before we moved to the new phone system, and you can see their initials. Like, do you remember that big old block phone? Yeah, yeah you could see, and I was like, "Oh," but I never, I never wanted to be that associate who like disconnected and then called back <laughs> probably got the same person Ugh, with my luck yeah for real so it was just not a good experience and then and then patrick came mistake number two and then and then oh <laughs> god no and then and no and then and then and then, and then. <laughs> Ugh, my god so then came mistake number two which was a friend of Ricardo. Oh my god. We should make this a drinking game every time I say his name. No. Ugh, yeah, I would have to get a refill. Anyway, so he introduced me to Patrick. They were actually friends. Like, they would go out together and everything. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you, you sweet baby bird. <laughs> that makes me think of Amanda. She's like, ow, my bird flew. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Amanda, why didn't Oh! Is that like a person we knew? Okay, <laughs> I feel like I know her. Anyway, so yeah, he introduced me to Patrick, and at the time, my parents were very unhappy with me because of how often I was going out with Ricardo, and um, they were getting really frustrated with me because I would stay out. I'd either stay with him which was totally not allowed in my house. Like, spending the night with anybody in my Hispanic-ass house was like a no. We just, none of us were allowed to do that. No. 
Like, okay, growing up, Gianna, were you allowed to stay at friends' houses? Yeah. Really? Yes. Like, all the time. <laughs> and I turned out great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, when I was in high school, my dad would be like, okay, just check in with me. And I'd come home at, like, midnight, and I turned out fine. <laughs> I wouldn't even do anything. Like, I don't even know what we did in high school. Ugh, man. Like... I probably would have gone into I I would have been pregnant. <laughs> yeah, no, I I mean my friends are people like Anna, so mm. what what kind of trouble could we really get into? That's true. Staying we listened up to up the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Staying up till eleven thirty listening to Jonas Brothers was the worst thing y'all ever. We did. would literally <laughs> we used to have sleepovers at my house and we would make brownies and me her and our other friend would watch this simple plan dvd and like stay up until like 2 a.m that is what we did in high school didn't you see them simple plan when you had seen them next month oh my god what anyways (laughs) oh yeah so yeah you weren't getting no kinds of trouble well being the third in my family i don't know if my brothers fucked it up for me or what but like i was never allowed ever like because my parents were afraid of like the other parents they were like well we we don't know who they are we don't know if they're gonna try to do something and like i guess it's like hispanic fear i don't know i don't know i don't know it's probably just my parents i don't but i feel like i've had this talk with other hispanic individuals and they've been like bitch same but for me, like I wasn't allowed to spend the night anywhere unless my parents not only knew the kid, but their parents as well. Like and that they had to be close friends at that. So as a kid, I spent the night at Cody's house. Cody Law, shout out, love you, baby. And then um my other friend Roy. And they were like in my neighborhood, legit down the street. Like <laughs> Oh yeah. So they're like, Yeah, okay, you can go down the street. Yeah, and in case something happens, we'll just like go walk and get you. That's that was the extent. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I was spending the night at my grandma's. So, at this time, the whole the, the reason why I even bring any of that up is because I was like not coming home. I was staying with uh, <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> um, because no, Patrick. No, this was before Patrick. Oh, I was staying shit. the night with him because I would get too messed up and. I would tell my mom or dad, like, hey, I'm not good to drive. I'm just going to stay. So they wouldn't argue with me. They'd be like, well, shit, okay, like, fine. Um, and by the time, like, I would tell them it would be too late. So they wouldn't want to go get me. So I would, I would, that was my way of, like, staying with my boyfriend at the time. And it was just, it was just a downward spiral. Like, I was feeling really shitty because of losing sleep and then drinking as much as I was drinking. And I was, like, really losing myself, too. And so at that point, like I was losing like a connection that I had with my parents. I'm very, you know, this I'm super family oriented. Yeah. So, like when I was losing that connection with my parents, it, it was like just a really icky feeling. So when Ricardo and I ended, um, I remember my mom and I just like hugging and crying. She was like so happy that it ended. <laughs> she was like, we cried it out and she was like, you need to go to church with us again. And you're like, hold on, hold on. I was like, look, you know what? We're having a real moment. And then it's <laughs> like, damn it. But yeah, we both started crying. And then from there, I remember my dad had, had 
threatened me and he was just like, well, one of these days you're not going to come home and I'm just going to put all your stuff outside and you're just going to have to move out. So I didn't like that. I don't like being threatened at all. So I started looking for apartments like like that same week. Um, coincidentally, Patrick Ricardo's friend was looking for a roommate. I mean, I had hung out with them enough to see the way like Patrick lived and it was very clean and like organized. And I was like, perfect. Like, this is what I want. So I talked to him and this was when Ricardo and I broke up. Um, actually, no, it was before I broke up. I told him like, hey, how do you think it would be living with Patrick? And he was like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. He's a good guy. So it was all cool. I moved in with Patrick. Like, then I broke up with Ricardo. Dang. <laughs> yep, she's a, she was a hot mess. So, God, such a mess. So moved in with uh, Patrick as friends, just friends. And then we started going out together. And I think he was getting jealous of me flirting with other people at the bar. And that's when he was just like, he, he kind of like showed that it was bothering him. And I was like, bruh. If you're so upset about me getting hit on at the bar or, like, me flirting with other people, then do something about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you don't like it, and then do something. Just talk and complain about it. Yeah, so I think, actually, I made the move to try something, which, looking back, like, why? But, yeah, so we got together, and we were friends living together, and then we tried a relationship. And also worked I, together. Yeah, I don't recommend do not i do not recommend um so then we lived together we got into like a i think a 15 month lease and yeah it was long (laughs) (laughs) it was long hey but i got a free tv out of the uh looking lease special at that complex so there's that did you keep the tv yes i sure did great he got the master bedroom and i got the free tv because he already had like a big ass tv as it was yeah, so no, he was just like, that. here, you could have the TV. So I was like, yes. I, just, I never I, had the master bedroom when I lived with roommates. Lonnie, you know who you are. Never. <laughs> She's bitter. Yeah, forever. <laughs> mm, so, yeah, I got the TV. <laughs> but I had to get through that whole lease. And I want to say like the majority of the lease, we weren't even together. I Yeah, I don't think that you were. No, it's like the beginning of the lease, we weren't together. Like, the, maybe like a few months in the lease, we were together. And then the last few months, we were like broken up, but like a thing still, which was horrible. Cause like I, I could hear his phone, his Snapchat going off all the time. It pissed me off. I'm like, why do you have to have the ringtone on? So that way you can make me aware that people are sliding in your Snapchat DMs. It was so annoying. I don't know. It pissed me off. I was like, there's got to be some other like intent behind this. And it was, oh, it was like fucking me up like up here in the brain. It was so unhealthy for me. So that's when I started like couch surfing and staying with other people, which was not good either. But I made some really good friends out of that. Shout out, Mark um, Hayden Jameson. You were my savior in that time. Love you. Um <laughs> Um, there Sorry. goes my. Uh, I literally 45. dropped the mic. <laughs> Is she scratched? Is she still flawless she's, and black? She's fine. You're fine, Patricia. <laughs> okay. So that was a shit show. You saw me. 
it was a it was a wreck. Like I was a wreck. Yeah. Um, and then dealing with him, there were days where like I would see him or see that like he wasn't there at work, and it would piss me off. Like, I'd be oh, like, yeah, Why aren't you here? Like, and then they come up with some bullshit excuse, and like it's not like you have the proof. Well, and the thing is, like, we lived together. That's like, true. I was like, the, ugh, it was just, mm, it was not good. And, like, he didn't know where I was staying when I would stay with other people. So, like, I think I was more petty than him in that time, honestly. As a, you? As a petty Betty. Yes, because I was so Betty. upset. <laughs> yeah, like, I was, I was just upset, and I was trying to make him aware that, like, he fucked up. Oh, my God, my Wi-Fi. The little icon changed from like the Ethernet to <laughs> please don't fuck up. Anyway, so that was that. And it was awkward. But and we still work together. You know this. Like I still see him on a regular basis. But now like we're finally to a point where we're civil. Like I still I reach out to him at work and get help from him. So like we're good. Like we so grew up. What was it like working together but also being in like the shitty part of your relationship together at the pinnacle of like the shitty part it was sickening like it was like i would see him and get like this pit in my throat like these like this awful like my stomach would drop i would like get emotional like there were times where i would walk into like one of the conference rooms and just cry like and come back like I think it was just really shitty I remember like how bad my numbers started getting fucked up there because I was just like hiding out in the restroom or just like finding excuses to just not be at my desk because I was so upset about it and like mm-hmm. seeing him just like made things worse I just did not want to see him and like I, I know that we avoided each other like there were pathways to where we could see each other and we would just go the opposite ways to make sure but what really made things difficult was the fact that like all the places that we used to go together I couldn't go anymore because he was going to be there and I would see him but then I started thinking I think I had told you this I was like there's no way like I'm going to let him ruin the places that I go to I'm not going to let him take that away from me um i'm still gonna go to these places but like my job is a whole other thing like you can't just yeah you can't avoid it yeah you have to go so it's like it kind of like consumes your life it was it was a really shitty like feeling um i don't really know how i got through it i think it was just immersing myself in like good coworkers and talking it out with everyone and you guys motivating me to just push through that yeah. like helped me get through it but there were those times where it was just like too hard where i had to walk away from my desk and and go like cry i'm pretty sure it was like in this time frame where my anxiety and depression like really took off um because how he and i traveled and like our really bad travel experiences too um not that i i don't want to say that i blame him for this i think it was like an accumulation of all the things that i went through mm-hmm. but i think going through what i went through with Patrick really like set it off for me um, and kind of like inspired me to do this all in the first place. But yeah, it was not a good feeling. Um, I, as far as feelings go, like, I don't even think we talked on feelings first. We just jumped right into experiences. Yeah. 
um whatever so maybe now you can Talk have you ever as a as a side note because i don't think you listen to her but have you heard the song Cor- cornelia street from taylor swift gg you need to go listen to it but like <laughs> listen to the words when you listen to it because i feel like you'll appreciate it that's I'm all i'm gonna say right now. wait what's I was the like, song authentic- it's called cornelius street oh i'm gonna butcher that here this is why i use this Cornelius Street, Taylor Swift. Voice to text B. Get with the times. Okay. Cornelius Street. Um, Such a dad. Shut up. Okay. We were yeah, that's it though. Something stronger than a drink in the bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a, I can tell this is going to hit. This is from her new album, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. I'm not much of a T-Swift fan, but... I'll give it a try. Just that one song. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So that what? Like that describes my relationship in life a little bit? Well, you were talking about how like you can't go to those places again. And that song talks about how like she can't walk down that certain street again because it like brings back all these memories. And I feel like there's a lot of songs from her new album, like Death by a Thousand Cuts, that like your girl can relate to. Oh, but shit. I'm just saying <laughs> you are just scream singing it, crying. <laughs> yeah, maybe not crying, but like it's great. There's also a song called I Forgot That You Existed. Um it's just a great album. But that's beside the point. We're we're not here to plug T Swift. She got enough <laughs> she famous a fuck already. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get her to plug me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hello. Damn. Well. So yeah, that's kind of my experience. I mean, even at <laughs> my last jobs, I never really dated anybody that I worked with. Um, I no. have crushes on people, but like, definitely that didn't go anywhere. No, it was fun to have crushes and to like flirt or whatever, but like it never yeah. turned into anything, and mostly because like. The guys that I would flirt with were straight, so... (laughs) Like, Like, I couldn't go anywhere. Honestly, okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like, at my first job, which was SeaWorld, aka Slave World, um, I, there was this girl, Kara Campos, shout out, love you girl. Um, I had the biggest crush on her. What? Yeah, I, she was so beautiful to me. She was so beautiful. I was like, oh, I love her. And we were working at this register together. And it was just us two at this register. Like, we were away from the restaurant that we were kind of through. And um, I remember this shit was so embarrassing. Um, I'm there working with her and this gay, this gay dude. Like, so he walks up and, and I'm, like, getting hot, like, nervous because i wasn't out at the time and he legit just bold he was like hey so um i really came over here to ask for your number what yeah like he asked for my number right then and there and i was like 16 or 17 and kara i looked back at her like the crush at like that time and she was like well like are you gonna do it and i was like this person sounds great oh my god you're like well fuck i guess yeah, I low key like debated it, and I looked back at him, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm not gay." <laughs> Did you know at the time that you were, or were I you knew like at still the time like that? I was, I guess, bi at that time. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't really decided yet, but I knew that I wasn't into him. <laughs> I knew for sure, like I wasn't into him. So I just used the "Oh no, bro, I'm straight." Um, 
I didn't say like that. He's like, yeah, you fucking liar. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, okay, hit me up when you finally come out of the closet. Yeah, he's like, sure, sure, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And after that, I was so, like, I was so embarrassed. I was so hot. And, like, Kara was like, what happened? Why didn't you do it? And I'm like, like, I like you. (laughs) Hey, but you know what? We went to a party, and I did a body shot off of her. Dang. Yeah. (laughs) Your peak moment. It was the peak moment with her. I think she's a lesbian now. So, yeah, that's whatever. We could just bump purses all night long. It's fine. (laughs) So that, I mean, that was my very first job. That was that. Um, Second job, definitely not. I mean, I got hit on at my second job. Asking Robbins. (laughs) Yeah, a guy came up and, like, waited for me to close. And he had worked. That's kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie. I just creeped out. I was a little bit, but he worked at Olive Garden, which is like in the same like shopping center. Yeah. So he got out of work and then like came to Baskin Robbins, know that knowing that we were gonna close. And then as I came out, I was like, now is not the time nor the fucking place. I just, I had just mopped. I was sweaty. I was exhausted. And then here comes homeboy. Like, here's my number. Like, call me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. Um, that doesn't count as dating in the workplace because he was like a customer or like not in the workplace. <laughs> he was a client. It's a stretch. <laughs> He's a client. <laughs> he was an ice cream client. No. Um. So that was, I mean, the second job, my third job. I never dated anybody at working at the youth center at Lackland Air Force Base. And that was like a, a no. Like if my if the director Joanna shout out love you, um, if she if she kind of like got wise of someone like dating, like it was it was just like a, a don't do that don't do it. Yeah. So, and plus my mom worked there too, and oh yeah, it just would have been messy. Yeah. That's yeah. Because I wasn't exactly out and comfortable at that time either, so. Yeah, no, it it wouldn't have gone well. Um, it wasn't until yeah, this current job, <laughs> this current job that I've been at, where I started really making mistakes. But after Patrick, I vowed never again. And okay. I've been well, at least so we know far. where you're sta- where you stand with it. Yeah, never again, <laughs> never. I think maybe if it was like, like they were in a whole nother department, like a whole nother side of like the campus. Yeah. And I didn't have to see them on a regular basis, then maybe. But yeah. I still don't. I, I still don't like the idea of them like checking on me, like seeing if I'm there, like on the work mm-hmm. messenger, and seeing if I'm available or not. I think that's too much accessibility to me, and I would get annoyed. Like imagine getting that text, like, "Hey, your status shows that you didn't come in today. Like, where are you? Like, yeah. What if I was doing? Or like, something? why are you away? You're not on break right now." Yeah, exactly. Like, I just, uh, I think 100% my my answer would be, like, no, that I, I don't want to do it again. But I don't know. There are those one-stop situations where you meet somebody super badass and you're just kind of like, all right, let's give this a try. Fuck it. I think that's yeah. kind of your situation. Ex- well, one of them. One of them, that was the situation. I, yeah, so I guess I'll transition to my experiences, and I'm not going to go super in-depth because there's, <laughs> you there's, can not, only a, go so far. <laughs> there's not a need. 
Um, <laughs> but my very like first official boyfriend I met at work. Are we? Are you gonna name him? You have a job Ooh, to do. Okay. Okay. It was okay. Your first one. Oh, can I just like give him like not a name, but like uh, an identifier? No, because it's going to be a very specific identifier. You already know what it is. Yeah. You already know. You already know. Um. Okay. Shit. If I had to give him a name, I swear it'd be like Blake or something. Oh, I have a friend named Blake at my new job. But anyways. <laughs> he looks like okay, we can real Weddle. We'll, we'll call him Blake. Um. So I'll I'll say the story. Um. I was. I was doing like an internship type thing and he was filling in for somebody. And I remember like talking to him and I was like, this guy's kind of funny. Like he's cute. Like we're hitting it off, whatever. And I remember texting my friend Olivia and I was like, Olivia, I have a crush on someone at work. And she was like, no, no people at work. No. And I was like, but he's cute and he's funny. And she was like, no, just abort mission now. Like, no. Good job, Olivia. I was like, hey, whatever. Bye. So then I messaged my other friend and I was like, hey, I'm going to date this guy. And he goes, oh, I know him. I can totally set you up with him. And I was like, no, really, you don't have to. I just, Elijah. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, he was like, I'm going to set you guys up on a date and, you know, make a long story short. He messages me and he was like, so what are you doing Friday? And I was like, nothing. And he was like, great, (laughs) you're meeting him at this place at this time but be five minutes late because he has to get there first. And I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. And so I remember, like, being in the parking lot on the phone with Olivia. And she was like, get in the fucking restaurant. And I was like, I can't move my feet. I can't go. And he didn't know it was me. I knew it was him, obviously. But he didn't know it was me. So I named it the eye patch date. And um, we had our first <laughs> date at an Italian restaurant. And we ate pizza and drank wine. Of course. The two Italians. Yeah, and then um, and then we just kind of hit it off from there. And he worked in like a like a same department, but far enough to where we really did have to kind of make it a point to see each other. So we would have like lunch together, and you know we would go on our dates or whatever. And um, I would say things were things were good for for a while. Like wait, wait, wait! You, you considered know? like your lunch breaks like dates? No. But I mean, oh. like, we that was when I saw him. Like, we would make it a point to see oh. each other, like, on our lunch breaks. And we would go on regular dates, not dates at work. I was like, um... that's weird. <laughs> the, the normal kind of dates. Um, and then I met... Yeah. I saw second... you pretty happy. Like, I was I saw... happy. You I don't have anything happy. negative to say about him. I don't think I ever could. Yeah. No, I he's a good person, like great, just all around. Um, you know, life happens. Um, and by life, I mean I met my second experience. Did you want to name him, or can we just call him? Can I call him like Sid from like Toy Story? Who's Sid? Sid the little devil kid that would like smash the toys. Yeah, yeah, we can call him Sid. I like that. Great. <laughs> um, so I met Sid, and <laughs> I don't know. I just get really nervous talking about it. Um, Slow. No, it was. It was not a good experience. Um, you know, I started seeing somebody 
one after I had already dated somebody else at work and two after he had already dated somebody else at work. So there were too many parties involved. And I would say that's anyone's first mistake. If you're going to date anybody at work, don't ever date someone that's already dated someone from the same job. It's not going to end well for yeah. you. It's not going to end well for them. It's not going to end well for anybody. Just don't do it. That is, <laughs> you that is you will get pregnant tip. and die. You will die. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so I would say that's that would be my first tip. My second tip would be don't date somebody that cheated on their significant other at work. That doesn't go for just me. That goes for anybody. Like, <clears throat> if they cheated on the person, it's just messy. Like, if you know it's going to be messy regardless of your feelings, just end it. It's not worth it. I promise you it's not worth it. We'll we'll touch more on that in the uh, the last I segment. I, don't know. I want to hear my... more about this experience. <laughs> um, my last tip from my second experience would be: if you're gonna date anybody at work, don't date anybody that sits near you. If you can stand up and you can see where they sit, don't fucking do it. Do not like <laughs> abort mission immediately. Like you need to one date somebody that's mature. Like have the conversation. If we're going to date at work, like, we can either not tell people about it or, you know, we can be mature about it and talk about what the outcomes could be. Like, if we don't make it, how are we going to act? Like, is yeah. this going to affect our jobs? Like, you really need to talk about it because if you don't talk about it, it's going to be a shit show. Yeah, because you don't know how, how the other person is going to handle it at all. Yeah, you don't. Like, you have to be too mature adults. You can't just be like, I like this person. I'm going to date them. No, because, like, that you know, do you want that job to be your career? Like there's a lot of things yeah. that you need to put into account. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying be smart, smart. about it. Would I smart ever do it thoughtful. again? Fuck no. No. <laughs> I wouldn't. But, not even at your current job? You don't think um, you should? So there's people like, so I'm on the 16th floor. We have 15, 16, and then there's floors two and three. You never yeah. see the people on floors two and three. Wait, are yeah. any of them single? No, I'm just kidding. I'm like, and they are. So I'm like, I mean, maybe, but like, probably not. Because it also kind of goes into the thing that Justin was saying. Like, they can see your status. They, you know, you know the same people. Like, you work with the same people. It's just like, it's just too much. Like, you should keep your work life and your private life separate. separate. And that's just the way that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Just because like. Then it's like you bring stressors from no, like your personal life becomes your stressors at your work life. And yeah. it's just like I I've always said that the best jobs are the jobs where you can leave that there. Like you yeah. leave your job, you leave your work at work and then you come home and you don't have to think about it. Like to me, that's the ideal job, you know, where you can go home and put it behind you. But like if you're dating someone from your job, you're bringing odds them are, home with you. You're not only that, but then you're taking home to work. And it's yeah. like, you should leave home at home. You know, yeah. like the minute you close that work door, home is uh, not there, you know? And then it seeps in like, you know, personal life seeps in no matter what. But I yeah. agree with you in the sense that like I spent a lot of time for a couple of months away oh, from yeah. my desk, like crying or like doing crazy things that I would never do because the people that I dated 
were still involved with people that they had dated before or whatever the case may be. And it just, it makes you an insane person at your job. And then your job starts to fail because of it. And like you go home and you're miserable. You go to work and you're miserable. You feel, I felt trapped. In cycle. I felt like I was trapped in this cycle. Like I could not get away from what I was trying to get away from no matter where I went. Um, is that why I moved to Austin? You'll never know, but here I am. <laughs> and I'm thriving. We're I am great. thriving. <laughs> She's a cat mom now. I'm like, you know. I like cats so much. I got one. I got one. I like cat things, and now I like cat cats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, Uh, well, there's a few things that I want to talk about in this next segment where we're going to kind of wrap up a little bit. So this is what I like to call refill. Refill segment here where we're going to wrap up. Um, So a few of the things that I want to talk about here. Well, I mean, dude, you like, what are your closing thoughts on being a hooker? I mean, uh, dating in the workplace. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. I just like something that I learned from your experience was gaslighting. I never knew what that meant until you, you described it to me. And now, like, I have a very good friend that he's being constantly gaslighted in his relationship. And as someone who went through that, define that for like, for these boozers that are listening, I want to know, I want them to learn what that means because some people don't even know what that means and it's happening to them as we speak. So it's, it's basically to put it, to put it into an example, um, you know, this person that I was dating, I would hear from people that would see with their own eyes, things that he was doing very wrong for somebody who should be, dating someone else. And I know these things and I confront him and somehow it turns back on me to the point where I question if I was even in the wrong. Like if I was right, should I have confronted him about this? Was he doing anything wrong? Knowing damn well he was. But like I started to question my own sanity about it. And it's really just like a factor of manipulation. They can turn Mm -hmm. anything back on you to where you start to question what you're saying and what you're doing. And if you're, if you have any rationale behind it and like it happens constantly and I have friends and relationships to where it happens constantly and there's different forms of it, but like, it's a very real thing. And I'm not saying that people like this are like narcissists, but I do feel like it can come from narcissistic behavior for sure. Yeah. I 100% agree because there was this um, Instagram post that I came across and I, Oh, it, it made me think of this particular friend. And it's it's so sad when you know how good a person is and you see them being, I guess, gaslighted, gaslit. Yes, <laughs> gaslighted, I think. It's, it's, it's sad because as someone who has been emotionally abused in a relationship, seeing someone who's so much more worthy of like a healthy relationship go through it is like oh it's it's sickening because it's like you just want so badly to tell them like you deserve better like don't do this anymore like why don't you see it for yourself but it's like it's like you said if somebody wants to date somebody they're gonna fucking do it like regardless of what anybody else says 
And it's like you can only the way that I see it is you can't tell anybody what to do because at the end of the day, it's their choice. So the best way to help somebody like open their eyes is to put a mirror in front of them. And it's like not a legitimate mirror, but or an actual literal mirror. But like you got to call them out in the moment. So that way they can step back and realize, oh, shit, like this is what they meant. Like this is the exact moment of me being gaslighted and me questioning something that I believe fully in. And now I'm starting to second guess that because um, the other person that I'm involved with is convincing me that I'm the one at fault when really you did nothing wrong. It's it's crazy. It's like when you when you go to your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you, and you vent to them and they take what you're venting and then kind of twist it around on you instead of saying, oh, you know what? I hear you. Um, That's not what I meant by that. Like, I'm sorry you felt that way. Let's talk about why you felt that way and make sure that that doesn't happen again. A narcissist and somebody who's gaslighting would turn it around and say, well, what about my feelings? And here's what you do. And, you know, you do X, Y, and Z. So, I mean, yeah, that's why I do what I do. Like, narcissism right there. That's that's kind of like a sign of narcissism to me. But it's like, then you start wondering, like, oh, shit. It's like, at the end of every argument, you're just like, what the fuck happened? Like, I came yeah. into this argument ready to, like, yes. defend myself. I came in so ready so many times. I was like, fuck this. Like, I, I'm, this is it. And then I'd come out and I'm like what the fuck just happened? Like, why am I not on top right now? Why am I feeling this way? Or why are you saying sorry? And the crazy, yes, the crazy thing is, is like, you feel like you need this person so badly in your life still that they'll turn it around and say, fine, then we're done. And then you're begging for them back. And I don't even realize why. Like, you're a piece of shit, first of all. Second of all, like, you're going to turn around and do the same thing to somebody else, regardless of if it's me. I am disposable. But for me, he wasn't disposable. It was like, that is what I needed at the time. And looking back on it, like you just realize the entire time you were manipulated and you don't really realize like why you feel like you need this person so badly. But it was like the second they were ready to walk away, it was like, no, you're not walking away. Like, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have accused you of this, even though you knew damn well, you should have accused them of that. (laughs) It's It's just like a crazy, like psychological mind fuck. Yeah. It's yeah. It's completely fucked up. Yeah. And I just, I hate to see it. I hate to be a witness of it. I hate, what friends of mine must have felt seeing me go through it. Um, and I hope that this this episode really kind of... If, if you're going through it, it opens your eyes. If you know a friend that's going through it, it, it helps you realize maybe what you must... Well, what you have to try to do for that friend. And I think that really the best thing is is being patient with this friend and just knowing that you're... You're there. Just you're going to be there for them at the end of the day. And you're not going to be judgmental toward any decision that they make. Because the minute you start judging somebody on the decisions that they make, the more likely they are to To lie to you, to keep doing it, to lie to you about it and to keep secrets and to just start like not sharing what they're going through with you. And that's the worst thing. Yeah. And it's the worst thing to do for yourself, because now 
you're just cornering yourself more into his his game. You know, yeah. you're kind of falling more and more into his pitfall. And the people that are there to help you, you're pushing away even more and even more. And it's really, you don't mean to, but it's like, if you're feeling judged, if you're feeling like every time you talk to this person, they're always going to tell you the same thing. You deserve better. Like, dump it. Get away from them. Like, you need to end it. Like, you're just setting your your friend up to walk away from you. And I feel like the best way that you can handle this is to just be there, listen, and just be receptive and just say, okay, well, like, this is what you signed up for. Like, this is what you're doing. Like, are you happy right now? No, you're not. Like, have you thought about that? Like, is this what you want to be in? And just open-ended questions. Open-ended questions to get them to answer questions that you're not having any judgment on as far as, like, any of those statements where you're like, here's what you should do. Here's what you shouldn't do. Here's what you need to stop yeah. or start. Because then it, it it's more, that's like aggressive to me. Like I never really, when I saw you going through this stuff with Sid and it drove me nuts, you know it did. I never stopped wanting to hear you out. And I, I really tried to be a friend that was more like, just there for you to talk to and not to judge you in any way. Um, but to, I wanted to feel your pain so that way you could see how much it hurt me. So that way you could see, like, if it hurts a friend to see you go through this, like, you don't want your friends to be hurting for you. Like, maybe that'll help you kind of get a visual of, like, what you look like, you know? And I, I think know. it's hard sometimes, too. Like, if you haven't gone through it before, it is hard to relate. It is easy to say, like, you just need to, like, you deserve better, friend. Like, it's you know it's easy to say those words but I feel like if you've been through it before like any kind of toxic relationship not just somebody that you know like whatever the case may be like you kind of you can relate more and you kind of know that that person is going to have to be done when they're done you know like there's no time limit on it like when they're ready they're going to be done yeah, and it's going to be their choice and you have to let it be their choice. And that's just like, unfortunately, the way that it has to go. And I have friends that, I, you know, to this day, I'm like, why? Like, why are you still in this relationship? Like, it's bullshit. But they're going to be done when they're going to be done. And you just kind of have to let it ride its course and eventually they'll realize it. It's like a, a stubbornness to to learn your own lesson. Yeah. Um, I feel like the strongest people in this world are the people who have been through the most hell. And that's not me promoting for you to go and put yourself in really shitty situations. But it's just me sharing like my feelings on people who have gone through the worst shit and have come out of it are such strong people because they were able to come out of it. Yeah, some people end up getting stuck in that loop or that cycle and then they just they just can't dig their way out. And it's unfortunate. But, you know, the few of us that are strong enough to see our way through and to get out, I really think it's because we have a strong support system. And that's important to feel loved and, and be loved by other people, because those of us who are unfortunate, not fortunate enough to have that get stuck. And I don't want that for anybody. So if you see signs of someone go through going through this, I, I just strongly recommend that you be there. You know, you be that resource for them, someone that they can talk to because you just never know. You, I mean, I went through an abusive relationship with Patrick. 
Um, and I think if it wasn't for my support, friends and family, who knows where that would have ended up. And I, I still like cringe to this day, like on where it could have could have ended up. And for you, like I worried worried so much about your own sanity because I saw you go from someone who lacked confidence to someone who's gaining such a high level of confidence. And I was so proud of you. And I was like, please don't let a guy take that from you because you were like getting in such a good place, like physically and mentally. And like, I saw your confidence getting there and I was like, no, please let nobody fuck that up for her. <laughs> and it was driving me nuts. But I was like, okay, you're like me. Like, we're just stubborn people and we have to go through it ourselves and it is what it is. So I just decided at that point, I'm not going to tell you what to do anymore. I'm just yeah. going to be there and and that's it. Like, it's I, I just kept telling myself, it's not going to last. It's not going to be a forever thing. One day she's going to wise up and say, no, I'm fucking done. And I'm going to be there to help her you know put the pieces back together. What's crazy is like, I think both of us, not me and you, but me and him knew that it wasn't a forever thing. Like, I think that we liked the idea of being together. And then when we were together, we had nothing in common. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't enjoy the same things. I liked going to brunch with my friends. He liked going out to the club with his brother. Like, we just didn't have anything in common. And, like, it was very apparent when we were, when things were calm that it wasn't going to work. But for some reason, I still felt like I needed to, like, I was, I feel like I was manipulated into feeling the way I did. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just crazy. So, I know we've like- stemmed from workplace relationships to gaslighting and manipulation yeah but that's what it leads into if it's a an unhealthy like workplace environment like because mental illness can really stem from bad relationships so i don't want to say that we're saying don't date in the workplace i think every situation is different would i do it no would gianna do it no but if you're just, you know, be smart, like Gianna said, like, know your environment, know the person you're getting involved with, have a mature conversation and set boundaries, like set expectations for like almost like contingency plans, like this is out. What is that going to look like for us? Um, because we're two adults, we have this job, it may be our career, and we need to both be adults at the end of the day and make this place not a living hell for each other but a place where we could say hey look we had something we gave it our best shot it didn't work out so now we're co-workers and that's it like two mature people can do that i feel but of course if the relationship is really shitty and abusive and dr- drama filled like it's never gonna be to that point because yeah. it wasn't a mature relationship yeah i think you really need to think about like just know yourself, like take a step back and say, yes, like I have feelings for this person. I want to try things, you know, but at the end, is it worth it? If something goes wrong in this relationship, can I see them every day? If we're together mm-hmm. for two years now, we, ha- I literally just went to a wedding of two coworkers that met at work, like on their first day yes. and got married so it can happen, but I'm saying if it doesn't, can you handle it? And like, are you okay with 
standing up at your desk and seeing them across the hall if you're not together? Like, can you handle your friends meshing together at work? And then what happens? Because I had that situation too. We're friends with the same people and who's hanging out with who? Are they going to be there when you're hanging out with your friends? You know, there's just a lot of things that you have to think about before you're going to get into a relationship at work. And I feel like people do it so carelessly now that they don't think about what the consequences could be. And the fact is, is, yeah, the consequences could be really detrimental to like your well-being if you're going to work and you're miserable and then you're going home and you're thinking about it and you can't get out of this like cycle of what the relationship was and like what you have to deal with every day yeah so i mean it's just really more of like a a a good conversation i mean it's like you're like you said two of our coworkers just got married like they figured it out they were adults about it and they ended up i mean seeing it all the way through to the end so you know, congrats to them. I'm sorry I couldn't be at their wedding, but this is a little wedding gift to you guys. So congrats to <laughs> Travis and Jackie. I wish I could have been there, but you guys are an example for people who are dating in the workplace and are mature enough to have those conversations, to fight those fights outside of work and be professional and to not show that you're going to let your personal life spill into your professional life. And, you know, I, I hope that other people see that and and get it, an appreciation for it because I definitely do. I mean, as much as I say no, like I would never do it, I never know. You Like it, it could you become a situation. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We're hiring a lot of people. I mean, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> you're like, someone may be real cute. I just don't know. <laughs> they might hire my future baby daddy. Like, I don't know. No, <laughs> but like. They give me hope, and it's really just a maturity thing. I really feel like it really just is a maturity thing and setting boundaries and and making yourself clear on how things are gonna look. So other than that, any any other thoughts? I think we covered it all. We did good. Yeah. <laughs> and this drink was great. I'm feeling it. <laughs> Dang, you're not even done. Well, I finished my wine, so. Mm. I'm done now. Okay. Well, I'm done now. <laughs> um, you can find the show on Facebook, Booze E Banter, uh, on Instagram at Booze E Banter, as well as Twitter at Booze E Banter 25. That's Booze E Banter 25. Because and- Booze E Banter 1 through 24 were taken. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. Is it because you're 25? Yeah, that's honestly the reason why. But um, I, okay, the truth is, I had a friend, Ray Mike, help me with setting up all the social media platforms. And he set up Boozy Banter 25 at first, but then he changed it. Well, I had already recorded the intro, and I forgot that he changed it to something simpler. But it was booze underscore e underscore banter and i was like that's better than this but i had already recorded the episode so i changed it back (laughs) you're like guess we're sticking with 25 yeah i don't know maybe i should change that i don't know anyway that's where you can find the show for now so if you want to send me your thoughts i prefer the facebook group so i could monitor it a little bit better but you can also email me 
And you can find that through the Instagram at boozebanter25 at gmail.com. Uh, so feel free to send me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you guys and get your experience. Yeah. Well, thanks again for listening. Love and good vibes. Bye. Bye.